0: Welcome to the supernatural souls podcast. I'm Jenna Layden, your host. I'm also a former global vice president for whole foods market, a former atheist and the founder of star family wisdom, a modern day mystery school for your spiritual and cosmic evolution. You're probably wondering how a former atheist ended up here. So we'll get into that soon to make a long story short. I had some help from a very specific group of supernatural souls. And on this podcast, we explore the lives, teachings, and energies of these supernatural souls. In this group, we include Jesus Christ and Mother Mary, who you might be familiar with from the Christian religion, and also Shirdi Sai Baba and Sri Kaleshwar, two Indian saints of the Hindu tradition who helped to reveal the real life teachings and spiritual practices of Jesus and His disciples. Here we discover the intersection of Hindu spirituality with Christianity and learn about the lost history and lost spiritual practices that have finally been revealed. The story of this unlikely cast of characters teaming up to deliver the world's most advanced spiritual practices and spiritual technologies will be our focus. Because the supernatural is actually super common, it's just been misunderstood in many ways. In fact, Jesus remembered and activated his supernatural abilities in India with the use of powerful mantra and yantra systems which were recently found in the ancient Indian palm leaf manuscripts and brought to the world by Saint Sri Kaleshwar. It's not often you find a Jesus temple in an Indian ashram, but after accessing his own past life memories of living and working with Jesus, Saint Sri Kaleshwar accepted his mission to reveal the truth. Sri Kaleshwar took his Maha Samadhi and left Earth in 2012, but he left behind an extraordinary group of healers, students, and some of the most important knowledge in the world. Here we interview the followers and students of Sri Kaleshwar and Shirdi Sai Baba, welcoming the energy, love, and wisdom of these supernatural souls into our lives. Together, we'll discuss the teachings and practices that have been employed by many ancient and modern masters to gain the high divine supernatural abilities that were once considered magic. So, As we explore the lives and wisdom of these supernatural souls and their students, may we all remember ourselves as supernatural souls and embody the true teachings and wisdom of the many masters who have walked before us. So for our first episode, I want to Take some time to just explain how a former atheist ended up here and what my journey has looked like as I have engaged in deep transformation and alchemical work, as I have worked to rebalance and harmonize my energy field, ultimately arriving at this incredible information that is contained within this lineage and activating the spiritual technologies that we can all activate for our own personal empowerment and for our healing, our collective healing. So I was atheist for the first 30 years of my life and very much closed off to our multi-dimensional reality, to any real understanding of spirituality or how, you know, the mechanics of existence work, but I always was a little different, you know, I always um, operated in ways that I guess seemed to be somewhat advanced because I, I moved up the ladder at Whole Foods Market at a really fast pace and in a way that, you know, just wasn't totally logical. and and as a young kid you know there were some signs i guess that i had some extrasensory perception that was heightened or um a little more turned on but my parents were not spiritual they were not religious and you know it largely was overlooked for a long time and as i progressed at whole foods in my leadership career i seemed to just know what to do i seemed to understand things I had never been taught in this life. I seemed to know how to lead teams and individuals through large scale transformation and change, and just how to read the energy of a room and bring harmony to the organization, bring harmony to the teams I was a part of. So my leadership career progressed really quickly and I became a global vice president by the age of 30. And I was quite confused by this for a long time. So what I recognize now is that I I did have, you know, some, some heightened, you know, soul knowing some, some soul power I was utilizing, you know, these, you know, heightened extra sensory perception that just allowed me to navigate that phase of my mission on earth in a really intuitive way. And it wasn't until I became a global VP at Whole Foods that I went through a massive spiritual awakening and I went through a dark night of the soul. I had a relationship end that triggered this, this extraordinary um, seeking because I was feeling emotions that were so deep and so, so dark in some ways that I, I questioned everything about my life because I had been married before. I had, I had gone through the process of marriage and, and divorce and, and what I was experiencing this time was at such a deep level that it made me question everything. And it made me wonder why was this happening? Why now? And why was this person in particular? And as I started asking those questions, the answers started to arrive. So, so I asked those questions and, and the information started to flow. I started receiving books, guidance that helped me understand more about our spiritual reality and the fact that we are souls in human bodies <laughs> and, and very quickly Information wisdom was just like being downloaded. It's like my soul was remembering information. It had just been closed off to for the first 30 years of its life here on earth. And, and so I started wondering, you know, I think maybe the reason I'm feeling this depth of emotion related to this certain situation is because I might've had a past life with this person. Well, by asking those questions that triggered some of my first spontaneous supernatural experiences. And I should also share that, you know, as I was progressing in my leadership career at Whole Foods Market, I was very much a person who just wanted to help. You know, I didn't move up the ladder for the purpose of money or power or any of that. It was, you know, seeing that there was a situation that could be better, that could be more harmonious, seeing that, you know, teams maybe weren't receiving the right support to achieve their goals. And we all want to achieve our goals, you know, we all want to, to contribute in ways that feel good to us. And we all want to, if we're working in teams, you know, have that be the most harmonious experience possible. So, so I just always set that intention to help and that's what led me to going for different leadership roles and ultimately getting them. than doing that work. So, so as I was doing that though, I had major imposter syndrome. You know, it's like my soul knew what to do and my soul could do it. And I was able to navigate a lot of large scale challenges, Um, but I also was like so anxious and very much insecure in a lot of ways. So, so as I you know, progressed in my spiritual education, as this awakening occurred, I needed help reprogramming. I needed help quieting my mind. I needed help clearing anxiety that, you know, had been just under the surface for so many years. And so I started the meditation practice and that meditation practice, you know, got me where I needed to go, but it took a while. You know, it's, it's, it's one of those things where I think, you know, we, as humans, you know, like the, the instantaneous results or the immediate gratification. And it took me a year to just learn how to turn my mind off. And once I finally did though, and I was in that, that deep state of peace that's, that's possible in meditation, I started experiencing spontaneous past life visions. And these were answers to questions that I had about the depth of emotion I was feeling related to this relationship and what was going on there. And I got answers. I saw, and these were, I should say, visions that were so instantaneous and so fast. And my mind had been completely still. You know, it's not like my mind was, was, was running. It's not like I was thinking on things. These were visions that popped in so fast and so instantaneous, and I knew what they were. I knew who I was in the visions. I knew who the other people were. I knew who they were in this life and how they, how this situation I was seeing and like re-experiencing quickly, how that connected to what was going on with my soul in this life. So that was the first time I learned, oh my goodness, I had a past life wound that had been activated multiple times in multiple lives that was reoccurring in this life, but this time for the purpose of me awakening to understand that pattern that had been playing out. So I started having these visions that gave me some answers and, and helped me question more about my reality. So all of a sudden I'm, you know, exploring the nature of consciousness and understanding more about, um, how our extrasensory perception works, the nature of psychic abilities. And then I started seeing future visions that ultimately played out. And then I started receiving messages at one point. And I know these were not my soul's guidance, my higher self, because when I was in this process of internal dialogue, which we all go through, right? We all have these moments of internal dialogue and stewing on something or that sort of thing. And I was in that place. I was stewing on something. I was, I was being a little judgmental of someone else in my family and i um, stewing on something they had done. And, and as I was in that thought process. Boom, this message came in and cut me off. It was like super direct. And, and it gave me guidance and it basically said, I was looking at the situation wrong, that I was being judgy and that I needed to look at it differently. So all of a sudden I'm receiving these messages and I'm like, where's this coming from (laughs) because whoever sent that to me did not disclose who they were at the time. And I, at this point was far enough along in my spiritual studies and awakening to recognize that, okay, you know, we, we have non-physical teams. We you know, have guides and angels that are, you know, in spirit watching over, supporting us. But, but was that them? I guess that was them. It must've been a guide or an angel or maybe an ancestor. I don't know. And, and so I just tucked that away in the back of my mind and, and I thought too, you know, It was helpful, right? Like this was guidance that was loving and helpful and positive. So it shouldn't be something I, it shouldn't be something I'm afraid of. You know, I, I should be open to it. It feels like, so I was open to it. And then that continued. And I still didn't get direct confirmation about where that was coming from. Like who that was like, where was that guidance coming from? And then some interesting occurrences started to happen as I started to connect more with the topic of extraterrestrials and the idea that we're not alone. And and I started finding information about people who said they had been abducted before and, and I got curious and I've always been curious. You know, I've always, you know, as a, even as an atheist closed off person, I had always been curious about life and space. And I'd always thought how, like, incredible it would be that we would be alone here. Like that seems completely impossible. But where's the proof? You know, so in the first part of my life, I was just completely closed off to any other information that would help me understand my truth. So I'm starting to connect with these topics related to ETs and abduction cases, and I start having some of the most extraordinary emotional releases of my life. And I knew enough about the science of the mind at this point to understand that the human psyche can suppress information, especially when it is traumatic or so counter to our worldview or you know, something that we can't integrate in a healthy way. So I was having these major emotional releases related to extraterrestrials and these cases, and I thought, "Uh oh, (laughs) have I been a person that's had an experience? Like what's going on here? Well, long story short, the spiritual awakening continues and, and, and I start, you know, having this like, you know, pretty strong, like knowing that I think my time at Whole Foods is coming to a close. And I, and I should share that out of all of the Claire abilities, Claire cognizance, Claire audience, Claire sentience, you know, I, I have them all to some degree, the Claire cognizance, just knowing information has always been my, my strongest. So, so I'm, you know, in this place of, you know, just, just n- knowing that I've got some sort of connection here that needs to be explored, but I'm a little nervous, I'm scared because I don't know what it's going to be. And there's a lot of stigma, right? There's a lot of stigma around the topic of extraterrestrials, abduction cases. We are just now on earth, you know, opening up to our cosmic nature and what is possible and the fact that we aren't alone. And so, so I'd always been curious. I'd always been questioning. And I, I was, you know, having this this knowing that uh, I think I have some sort of connection with ETs, but where is this coming from, and what is it? And oh my goodness, like this can't be happening, <laughs> you know. Like I've got a, I've got a job. Like I'm a, I'm a global VP at Whole Foods Market. Like come on, <laughs> you know. Like no way. But one thing can, you know, continues to progress after another, and I start thinking that. I, I'm supposed to leave Whole Foods soon. I have this knowing about that too. And, and I'm contemplating that one day, and this is at the very end of 2019, and I'm contemplating my next year's goals and what, you know, may unfold. And all of a sudden I get another message that cuts me off and says, no, not yet. Your leadership will be needed next year. And I say, okay. And I also was having some major emotional connections related to ET topics at that time. So I'm all of a sudden like, okay, I heard the message, got it. What we didn't know at that time on earth is that a few months later, the global pandemic would start and that would wreak havoc on the retail industry, on all industries, on all aspects of our life. My leadership was needed at Whole Foods at that time. So I received very good guidance to stay at Whole Foods through 2020. And in 2020, I decided I needed a, I needed a regression. I needed help from a therapist regressing myself to a state where I could access past life memories, where I could access some level of information about my soul and and these experiences I had been having, having, and you know, why, why this extraterrestrial, you know, kind of emotional thing, you know, was happening and, and so, so we go through with a past life regression. And very quickly it becomes clear that, you know, my soul is a soul who has had many experiences off earth that my soul was essentially programmed to not remember those for the first 30 years of my life. And then the opening would start to occur and I would be able to integrate my soul's wisdom and my soul's past lives. And I accessed information about having had lives in extraterrestrial civilizations. And I accessed information about past lives in Ancient Egypt and ancient Greece, where I was involved in mystery school, initiation processes. More information related to that has you know come forward for me um, as time has gone on. But in the later part of that regression, some other entities took over and started to speak through me. And now when you're in a past life regression, you're in one of the deepest states of trance that, you know, is possible that one can get into, which allows for those sorts of channeling, you know, processes to occur. So, so I'm in this regression. And at this point, I don't really, I don't really remember much of this part of the regression because I was so deep in in trance and I share some of these regressions on the Star Family Wisdom YouTube channel, because I think it's important to To just peel back, you know, the curtain on what's happening on earth right now and what's possible and, and, and how we can arrive, you know, at these understandings of, you know, who we are. So in this regression, some other beings talked through me and these were beings, these were souls who I have had connections with in other lives, souls with whom I'm really bonded. So in every life we incarnate with a group of souls that we are most, you know, heavily bonded with. And when those sorts of soul bonds are established, it facilitates telepathic communication, it facilitates, you know, this, this heightened level of energetic connection. This is why mothers, you know, have those, those knowings about their children or maybe even telepathic, you know, communication with their children. So, so these were souls who my soul is really familiar with, who my soul trusts, you know, at a a deep level. And these were souls who lived in an ET civilization (laughs) and They were getting, getting in touch. They were picking up the phone to say hello Mm -hmm. (laughs) and to remind me of my mission on earth at this time and, and to help me realize who I am as a soul and to, to help me integrate that information that had been. So very much missing for the first 30 years of my life that had left me feeling alone and depressed and not quite sure what I was doing here on this planet, but very clear, you know, in what I was doing at Whole Foods and being of service and, you know, being a leader, but also confused. So, so all of a sudden I'm getting answers. I'm getting major, major answers to who I am and what my soul has experienced in other lifetimes. So a lot of the guidance I had been receiving, while some of it had been from the spiritual realm, not all of it had been from the spiritual realm. (laughs) Some of it had been from souls who were in a different civilization that my soul has incarnated in. And in this life, there was a soul contract for the purpose of this time of transformation on earth for. Me to go through this awakening process, remember my ET self, my ET lives, that aspect of me, integrate it in a healthy way, recognize that we're not alone, and help others do the same, and ultimately awaken that multi dimensional awareness of ourselves. So, so. I've been in this process over the last few years of integrating these, these major experiences related to my soul and related to past lives and, and related to ancient wisdom on the planet. You know, one of the past lives I've accessed was a lifetime in Alexandria, Egypt. This was, this was, um, after Jesus's time, I believe. And this was when the library of Alexandria burned. I, I was not anyone important in that life, you know, quote unquote important. We are all important. All souls are important, but you know what I mean? We all play different roles in different lives. And in that life, I was a messenger boy. I delivered like written messages from the library staff to other important people in town. So I was connected to important people, but I, you know, just had my basic job and And, you know, wasn't super educated, but I was, I was connected to all of this wisdom. And I, I recognized the importance of the wisdom that was held in the Library of Alexandria. And in that life, I watched it burn and I relived that in a past life regression and oh my goodness, it was an extraordinary release. And what was interesting about that incident is as my awakening had progressed, I had started to just frantically collect books like in an almost unhealthy way. Like if I found a book that was almost, you know, about to be out of print or that was rare and expensive, I like felt this, you know, this mission to save it, (laughs) like that's what was going on. So this, this past life trauma had been activated in my field for the purpose of completing the second part of my mission, but also for the purpose of one, recognizing the importance of wisdom, two, recognizing what wisdom had been preserved on earth up until a certain point, and three, recognizing that the wisdom was coming back around for, you know, this time of awakening on earth. So, so I accessed this past life and, and experienced this, this major moment, you know, in, in history that was really deep for my, my soul and, and I, you know, should also say that up until this point, even though I've accessed a lot of my own soul's wisdom and I've integrated that and, and channeled, you know, a lot of what, you know, we're offering at at Star Family Wisdom and, um, And I've, you know, connected with, you know, lots of, um, traditions on the planet. There had still been this part of my soul that was a little, that felt a little melancholy about what had been lost. And when you recognize, you know, some of the, the, the major figures in history, like Jesus, who had such high divine supernatural abilities. there was wisdom that got him there, right? So where is that? And, and there's pieces of it right all over the globe. There's pieces of it in Egypt. There's pieces of it in South America and, and there's pieces of it in India. Right. But, but my soul had not yet felt really complete and whole and fulfilled in the idea that we had recovered it all. Because as humans, we've, you know, experienced and done some of the most barbaric things possible, like burning books, you know, like burning wisdom has to be the height of, you know, barbarity, right? And so this journey that I've been on has, you know, been about integrating these, you know, past lives that I've accessed, utilizing the the wisdom, the, the knowledge, the skills that, you know, had been gained in those past lives to, to do what I'm doing now, but to also support spiritual initiation at the highest level. Because we now know from our saint, master, guru, Sri Kaleshwar, that all of the wisdom was preserved and so backing up a bit, I'm you know in this process of thinking it's time to leave whole foods. And I got this guidance to, to stay during 2020. I go through my past life regression. I, I start accessing more past life memories and memories of, you know, being off earth, the recognizing this telepathic connection that, that is formed with these other souls who I've known, and then I get told it's time to leave. (laughs) So, so this whole time I'm, you know, studying, I'm researching, I'm integrating, you know, my, my soul's experiences that I'm having, and then it's time to go, it's time to actually fulfill this second part of the mission and and use my leadership abilities in a new way. So I do. And, and then I get guided to Sedona. So, so I'm following this guidance the whole time, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm following my souls knowing, but I'm also following this guidance from this, this team of souls who I trust, who I have known, but I haven't met in this life. So, so I'm following this guidance. I, I get told, you know, it's ideal for me to be in Sedona, which is a powerful energy vortex on the planet. So I, I know what to do. I, I know that I need to release energetic ties to the first part of my life. I need to release energetic ties to all the stuff I'd been attached to. I need to open myself up to whatever's coming next. So, so I do, so I sell everything. I leave whole, I leave Whole Foods. I leave Austin come to Sedona and during this time, I'm, I'm also engaging some of the most advanced shamanic practices on the planet. And I, I get initiated into the Caro lineage of shamanism and, and get certified in, in energy medicine practices. And, and then I start, you know, having this, this channeling experience happen with star family wisdom. And the second part of my mission on earth, which I was given guidance about during my regression was related to bringing spiritual initiation processes to the world, to those who are ready, to people who are ready to really, you know, go deep in their transformation and alchemy. So. So as I'm in Sedona, I'm doing this deep transformation and alchemy. And I, I say, yes, you know, I say yes to clearing all of the baggage, all of the karma, all of the programming, all the heavy stuff, you know, that we come in with and that we take on. So, you know, we're, we're, we're dealing with, you know, multiple layers of distortion as humans right now on the planet, right? We're, we're dealing with the collective distortion and trauma that has, um, been exacerbated, you know, we are dealing with our own past life patterns and and traumas that, that need to clear. And if you're a soul who has had lots of other experiences in other places and mostly has had experiences in other places, you're also clearing some, you know, grief about, you know, being detached from that in this life. So, so we've got, you know, multiple layers that we're, we're healing and clearing and that's big work and i said yes i i was like i want to do it all i want to go all the way i know that's my mission and so i do so i i start you know in engaging in this you know deep deep karmic work and start you know experiencing all sorts of life events you know people situations that are just so out of left field, but we know why it's karma, you know, the the karmic debt is coming around (laughs) to be paid. So, so, you know, I'm just paying karmic debt after karmic debt and, you know, clearing the karma, meeting these relationship challenges. Um, you know, recognizing, you know, where, you know, I had been operating out of balance, recognizing where my masculine and feminine energies were out of balance and how to harmonize those and, um, and, and utilizing all of the shamanic tools, you know, in my toolbox to, to, to do meditation journeys, to access past life wounds and rewrite the stories to, to journey into the future, to see what is my highest cosmic destiny and how can I get there? and. And all the while I'm having these interesting channeling experiences happen with Star Family Wisdom, where I'll just sit at the computer and it's like my human self gets out of the way and information is just flowing. And, and you know, we know like the flow state is, you know, where artists are creating and and and, and we can you know be in these you know gorgeous channeling states, but this was my my first time like really being conscious that oh there's there is a an actual channeling process that's happening here where where other you know my higher intelligence and other intelligences are working through me. So so I allow that to happen and I allow that to evolve, you know, what's happening at Star Family Wisdom. And And, you know, I'm, I'm also, you know, really focused on deep reprogramming, you know, because it's not just enough to, you know, do the energetic level work, but we also have to do the mental reprogramming and rewiring, you know, if we, if we had been programmed for a highly limited, you know, experience of reality, we have to reprogram ourselves for, you know, an unlimited experience of reality. So I'm, I'm in this process, I'm doing that work. And, 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 and then I, you know, I start meeting people who I've had major past life connections with. And I meet a man who i have been married to multiple times in past lives and, and we were able to validate for each other shared memories because he's a person who has also been able to access past life memories. So all of a sudden we're having shared memories and, and validating this for each other and that life was important for the purpose of what we are talking about with this divine lineage and the divine births that are possible and, and the way in which a woman can clear her womb chakra to be a powerful energy channel, but also be a powerful portal to bring through a divine soul. So. In ancient Greece, I had multiple lifetimes in priestess hoods where I was engaged in divine birth practices, where I was actively with my partner. This was at a point where, um, you know, the patriarchal control had, had creeped in and, and the, the very pure divine birth practices of a woman, um, uh you know, engaging, uh, that kind of fertilization process without a man were no longer happening. So this was partnered, you know, with a, with a partner, but this was still a divine birth process to, to bring high level supernatural souls to earth. So, so I'm, you know, meeting these people who I've had past lives with where there was maybe some some aspect of trauma that needed to be cleared, but also some aspect of really important information about why I would then encounter the practices, teachings, and spiritual technologies of Jesus and the holy family. So in late 2022, you know, I've gone really far in this work and, and I, I've been really focused on on that energetic union, that divine union within that, that, that merging of the masculine and feminine energies and my Kundalini energy awakens. And, and so then, you know, I'm in this process of learning how to work with that. And I also am having some flashbacks to ancient Egypt. And this channeling process just is taking over. And all of a sudden this spiritual initiation course guided by goddess Isis, connecting us to the Syrian star system, utilizing the Syrian star system as a binary star system to balance our masculine and feminine energies was channeling out of me. And there was also an extraordinary event that happened in a meditation, where I. re-experienced myself in the King's chamber of the pyramid, in the, in the sarcophagus, getting transported out of that pyramid to another pyramid. So, so I am having these, these flashbacks, these, these, these memories that are relevant to ancient Egyptian spiritual initiation processes that are just like infusing themselves into this course. My Kundalini energy is awakening and activating. And then I have a series of extraordinary synchronicities related to a red rose. So when I was a child, I had a recurring dream of a red rose for multiple years over and over and over. And as an adult, it always stuck with me and I always thought That was a strange, that was so strange. Like, why would I have a recurring dream of a red rose in space over and over and over and over? And I went through a second regression last year because I had major questions about that dream. As time went on, as, as more and more of my memories, you know, had come back to me, it seemed just, you know, highly odd that that would be just a dream. So. So I asked one of the highest level professionals in the regression field to support me in in going back to that dream. So she regressed me back to the first night of that dream. Long story short, that was not a dream. That was symbology. That was a screen memory that was implanted there to help me connect some dots at a later date. And those dots got connected very immediately after that regression. So it became clear that from the regression, the red rose was symbolizing the star system. My soul is most familiar with. It was symbolizing me and some of what I would be doing in this life and and it was a screen memory for some, some contact that had been occurring at that time, that was, you know, not something I could integrate, you know, at that age. So, so very quickly after this regression, a ser- um another series of wild synchronicities happens related to the red rose and I very quickly <laughs> see in my email and an email from Marguerite Rigolioso. We interviewed her on the Star Family Wisdom podcast, so go check that out. Um, and she's offering a course about Mary Magdalene. I immediately know, okay, I need to, need to take her course. So I sign up for it. And she starts talking about Sheree Kaleshwar because, you know, she's a researcher and author. She's done amazing research on divine birth practices, um, and the divine feminine and history. So, you know, if you. We'll want to go deep on, you know, understanding the role of the Marys and in Jesus's life, the role of divine birth practices, go, you know, research her, her work, but she starts talking about Sri Kaleshwar because she has found his work, integrated it. Sri Kaleshwar wrote a book called The Real Life and Teachings of Jesus Christ, and it's based off of some of his own past life memories of times with Jesus, but also the information he uncovered in the ancient Indian palm leaf manuscripts, revealing evidence of Jesus's time in India, revealing the actual technologies and practices that were utilized by Jesus in the holy family. So, so Marguerite is starting to incorporate this into her work. And I have this strong knowing, oh, I need to go find him. I need to find his work. So I do. And, and start engaging the practices, start, start the process. And one thing, you know, leads to another and all of a sudden I'm really deep in a lot of processes and mantras. And, and they're, they feel familiar to my soul. You know, I'm like, I'm moving through them quickly and, and for the most part, the Telugu language is kind of rolling off the tongue. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's just, it's moving along. I'm, I'm moving through it. And, and, and I'm, I'm also feeling this, we have them here. So let's, let's say hello. <laughs> I'm you're know, also feeling this like deep like familiarity with Sri Kaleshwar, I'm like, oh, I, I feel like I know you. Like I, I recognize you, <laughs> like, I, I recognize your humor and I recognize your, your, your eyes. And I just, there's something about your energy that I, I resonate with. And so, so I'm like establishing this connection with Sri Kaleshwar. And I'm, I'm going you know, deep in these practices like I've been doing so far, right? Like I'm following the guidance. I'm following my souls, knowing I'm going all in <laughs> at all costs. I'm going all in and, and all of a sudden I start feeling and kind of hearing this guidance that I'm supposed to go to India, that I'm supposed to go to the ashram where Sri Kaleshwar developed his school and where he lived and where Jesus lived. And I'm like, really? (laughs) Like I've been guided to do a lot of, a lot of stuff, you know, in this, this, this journey, since I left Whole Foods, am I, am I really being guided to India now? And, and I'm thinking, okay, should I go alone? Like, how would this work? You know, what's, what's the plan and. And then it just, it keeps coming. It's like, you got to get to India. You need to get to India while you're charging these mantras. It's important. And I'm like, okay, (laughs) fine. I'll go. (laughs) So I I reach out to the ashram and I'm like, what are the odds? You know, maybe like the first week of April, I've got that week open. They say, yeah, you're going to be the only student here, but come we'll show you around and I'm thinking, okay, let's do this. Let's go. We're going all in again. And so. So I'm, you know, once again, in this place of just ravenously, you know, absorbing information, reading books, you know, I'm, I'm like reading all the books I can get my hands on, you know, reading the transcripts of his workshops, you know, taking courses by the Divine Mother Center. And I am, you know, having this, this overwhelming feeling again of, wow, yeah, this is like familiar to my soul. Like my soul knows I'm supposed to be doing this. And so like, I go to India, but I forget to apply for a visa. <laughs> so, so, you know, I'm all of a sudden, you know, working with Sri Kaleshwar and his master Shirdi Sai Baba, and, you know, as a young man, you know, Shirdi Sai Baba came to Sri Kaleshwar in spirit. And started guiding him and Sri Kaleshwar at first was like, are you sure? (laughs) But then did it, you know, then followed the guidance. And, um, so, so yeah, I'm connected now with Shirdi Sai Baba and Sri Kaleshwar. And I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm preparing to go to India, but I've forgotten my visa. It's the day before I had not yet remembered this. I'm in meditation and I hear, I get a message again, don't forget the visa and I'm like, uh oh. <laughs> so, so I, I very quickly get online and I, I start thinking, oh my goodness, like what are the odds of me, you know, getting this visa in time to go? And should I delay? Like what's happening? But then I paused, I, you know, I re- I remember trust. I remember faith. I remember asking for help, and so. I do, I, I pause, I get myself into a trusting place and I just affirm for myself, you know, if this is supposed to happen, if I meant to go to the ashram, if I meant to go further with this work, it'll happen. So, so I'm, you know, applying for the visa and I, I start asking for help. You know, I start asking, you know, Shirdi Sai Baba and Sri Kleshwar. I'm like, guys, I need your help. I need my whole team's help you know, I think I'm supposed to go to India. I just, I need your help getting there. And that night the the Divine Mother Center had posted, um, an Abhishek, a holy bath with, with Shirdi Sai Baba. So I'm, I'm tuning into that. I'm watching, I'm connecting, I'm, you know, I'm praying. I'm, I'm just holding the intention that, you know, everything's going to be good. If this is meant to happen, it's all good. So the next morning, I'm, you know, getting on, you know, the bus to go to the airport, and boom, the visa comes through. So, so it took some help getting there. There were multiple instances of needing to call on Sri Kaleshwar and Jyoti Sai Baba and 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 ask for that help from the divine to to allow for the right order to occur in the physical. So. So as I'm, you know, going to the ashram, I realize it's Easter weekend. You know, the ashram staff has said that, um, they are putting on a zoom program for remote students, for international students, where everyone can do meditation with Sri Kaleshwar's Samadhi, his, his grave site and with. The Shiva Lingam power object. There's a power object object at the ashram that is said to have been in at Jesus's time. And, um, and there've been some really powerful divine experiences that have happened with that. And so there's this online program that's getting set up where students will be on zoom, able to connect with those spots and the ashram staff says, you know, do you want to join? And I, of course you know, I'm, 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 I'm there. And, you know, clearly this seems planned to some degree that I would, I would be there that weekend to be able to have, you know, this, this dedicated meditation time. And, and I start having, you know, some of the most powerful, energetic experiences of my life. And I'd already had a lot of, you know, really powerful, energetic experiences and it integrated them. and. And these were, you know, so overwhelming and, and consistent, from what I understand, you know, from a lot of students, um, time with Sri Kleshwar at the ashram or engaging the practices, there's, you know, a level of divine energy that gets harnessed, that, that can just put you in a trance state or, or, or just take you into a place where, where you need, you need, you know, deep integration time where you're, you're operating in a really altered state. And so, so I was operating, you know, in this really altered state at the ashram and, and received what felt like these very powerful energy transmissions from the Shiva Lingam object statue and from the Samadhi. And, and so, so I'm, I'm getting this initiation, I'm getting this activation and this initiation. So that, so that this connection can form and so that I can incorporate this lineage and these practices into the work I'm doing with Star Family Wisdom and to be able to open, um, a more clean telepathic connection with Shirdi Sai Baba and Shri Kaleshwar, which I didn't realize until I got to the ashram <laughs> So, so so, you know, this is the place I ended up in earlier this year after this, this, you know, extraordinary journey of awakening and integrating past life experiences and rewriting, wounding and reprogramming and, um, you know, ultimately doing that, that work to arrive at a place of harmony and in, in my energy field. and. And since I got back from the ashram, there's been, you know, a series, a series of guidance that continued to unfold that has led me to this place that we are in today, that has led to this podcast being birthed into the creation and is leading to what will be some really powerful and high energy and transformative and healing conversations. And ultimately, you know, Sri Kleshwar had the mission of bringing these spiritual technologies to the world that are meant for the purpose of us becoming enlightened humans, for us becoming the new human, the human that is free of all of the negative programming and the traumas that have occurred on earth. And, and his mission was to create as many masters as possible in the world. And, and you know, it feels important to, to help all of the advanced souls who are coming to earth right now, all of the star seeds. All of the souls who have been doing deep work you know over lifetimes to arrive at you know this point in time where we can engage in some some deep karmic clearing you know, when we change eras on the planet, that is a time of karmic completion that is a time when we should be engaging these sorts of technologies to To clear the deck of all of the stuff we've been carrying so that we can get off the karmic wheel so that we can continue our life experiences so that we can go on to other life experiences in other places, if we choose, or, you know, to have a more divine experience in our next life, a a more harmonious experience in our next life. So, so I recognize that now is a really important time on the planet for this information to continue to be shared and, and what I'm recognizing too, as I've engaged these practices and, you know, established this connection and, you started studying, you know, what is available from this lineage, there are incredible healers and students who have gone deep in understanding Sri Kaleshwar's teachings and what he attempted to deliver the world, which was this, this chance at freedom, this, this opportunity to, to be free of the dramas of the human experience and, and ultimately to, to allow that level of mastery to flourish so that we can reharmonize this planet and so so it feels important that i play my part in that in whatever way that i can And given some of the spiritual initiation, you know, practices I was engaged in, in past lives, and that I've already integrated into Star Family Wisdom, it seems like a natural evolution that this would be the next level initiation people can go through. So, so at Star Family Wisdom, we offer. A lot of amazing, you know, foundational tools and support for people. Sacred geometry is one of them. That's an amazing tool to support us harmonizing our energy field and in the divine lineage and Jesus's practices, yantras, sacred geometry are incorporated. So, so I'm, you know, recognizing that everything that has unfolded up until this point was so purposeful, so purposeful for for this podcast, these conversations to come to life in the world and to, to just introduce people if they're ready or, or help reconnect people with their tribe, the energies, the teachings, the love of the masters who have walked before us, you know, anytime we engage in these sorts of conversations and, and hold sacred space hold a container for wisdom we all heal and transform so 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 my goal is that this is a sacred container for us this is a a place to land where you can reconnect with your memories you can reconnect with your you know love for our masters to all of the masters who have walked before us and a place where we can all see ourselves as supernatural souls too, and where we can all allow ourselves to come into that knowing, because if you're here, you are one of those souls. If you're here, engaged in this, interested in this, you're engaged in huge karmic completion processes right now. And, and, and we're, we're all being called to carry a higher frequency, a higher vibration as, as earth herself shifts and evolves. And, and these are, you know, the technologies, practices that allow us to do that, allow us to to actually raise our vibe, allow us to actually open up divine energy channels and, 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 and fast track, you know, our, our healing process. So, so I'm deeply honored and, and grateful to be connected to the lineage and to, to have been called to, to the ashram in India and to have, you know, received the initiation I've, I've been through so far and, and, and through these conversations on the podcast, we'll, we'll talk about how you go through that initiation process. You know, which practices do you start with? What's, what are some good tips and, and, your ways to move through these processes that, that, that help us navigate it in the highest way possible. We'll talk about the energy of, of Sri Kaleshwar and Shirdi Sai Baba and the miracles they've performed and remind ourselves of what's possible and remind ourselves that the supernatural is actually natural. Right? We've just, we've created a situation on earth where it doesn't seem natural, but it is the natural working order of the universe. So, so on this podcast, we will integrate and honor and welcome the supernatural into our lives. And, and we'll hear from extraordinary people who have integrated the wisdom and energy of these masters into their lives and, and we'll use this as a space to be in divine energies together. So as I said, this is a sacred space. We, we hold this space in, in protection. We hold the highest intentions for healing and transformation and for all who are involved, all who are listening. To receive, experience, embody unconditional love and joy in their lives, because that's what's possible. And we're all just here to remember how to make that possible in our lives. So, thank you for being here. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for hearing part of my story that was an attempt at. Uh, a high level overview of what I've experienced and how I got here, how I got from atheist to now engaging the spiritual technologies of Jesus and the holy family. So with that, we'll wrap up for today. And I hope you join again for our next podcast, where we'll be having a beautiful conversation with. Allen Steinfeld and hearing about his time at the ashram and his time knowing Swami, uh, St. Sri Kalashwar and, and some of the, the miraculous occurrences that, that he witnessed. So if you found this engaging, interesting, if you want to tune in, hit subscribe, if you're on YouTube, leave a comment, write and review so that others can find this podcast and tune in. Every week, we're going to try to get an episode out every week, maybe every other week, we'll see how things go. We're going to stay in the divine feminine flow as this, as this evolves, but tune in, come back and let's, let's be in community together here and, and hold a container for these divine energies for the world. I'll see you next time on the next episode. Bye for now.